A Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Before we get into the subject matter for today's episode, uh-huh. we've got a review. Thank you to A. Cremonini, I hope I said that right, who says, I've recently come across the Wellness Collective and I am absolutely loving the variety of content. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Keep up the good work, ladies. There you go. I love her. That's a good one. She is. Brilliant. Okay, also, while we've got you, you can now follow our podcast on its own Instagram account. You know, we've been faffing around with this one for a while, but we finally got there. You just surprised me one night. I was <laughs> One night, Cecilia messages me and says, is this you or someone else? (laughs) I was like, no, no, definitely me that's mucking around on Instagram with, we are actually Collective The Wellness, Mm -hmm. not The Wellness Collective because it's already taken. Well, that's okay. Collective Mm -hmm. The Wellness is fine. That's good. All right. So if you haven't already followed, not liked, followed, followed. jump on because it's such a good way for us to get all the information to you that you need Um, and some, you know, going back to some older episodes and stuff like that. And also some little bits of inspiration. You get some good bits of that. All of that. Um, Now, IVF is a subject that we have touched upon in the Wellness Collective loads of times. Mm -hmm. And today we are going to tackle it in a bit of a different way. Mm -hmm. We got a couple of the guys we work with here at Podcast One to come in and actually share their own experience. You know what? What? I find that everyday people have really good, interesting stories to share. So, Well, we've done this before. You yeah. know, rather than the expert, we get the person in that has the yeah. Talk the about experience. their own. Yeah, mm. totally. So that's what today's is about. Um, and uh, oh, I think we'll just throw it over to our chat. You ready? Yeah. All right, so I'm, we don't do this very often on the Wellness Collective, but I'm going to issue a warning here. So if you've got some kids in the car, uh, if you're listening with people who are underage, maybe you might want to listen to this one by yourself and then think about whether it's okay later because I don't know what's going to happen and I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, okay, so today's episode <laughs> comes about, we've got the giggles already. Today's episode comes about because there are some delightful men that we work with Uh, who, uh, when they heard our episode with Miranda Miles, we talked a lot about IVF and the process and how it's really easy for men. IVF, this is what we (laughs) said. I actually just thought someone farted. That's so (laughs) going to be the thing. Okay. How we we did say. We we did. did, We did say that, yes. We, We said that. Okay. And... Right. Then what so happened? What happened was we we went and we talked to the guys that we work with behind the scenes. We're going to call them Matt and Matt. And they could be pseudonyms or perhaps they're not. They could decide whether they want to be uh, identified. And they said, let us tell you a thing or two because we have been through the process of IVF and from a man's perspective, it isn't quite so straightforward. So we managed to drag them into the studio. Which I'm very excited about. And we've put microphones in front of them and yeah. we're going to have a little chat about that. Hello. 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 So it's slightly confusing, Matt and Matt. Hi, Matt and Matt. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to join us. I think this is going to be a particularly excellent episode because I see a lot of women in the clinic who are going through the process of IVF mm-hmm. um, and I generally only, well, yeah, men are easy to fix, so I generally see the woman through that process. But we really wanted to learn after you inspired us, mm. both of you, what that is like for, for on the other side of it. So is it easy? No, no. <laughs> it's not easy. So from my perspective, we were 
12 and 8, 20 cycles. 20. 20 for two kids and one ectopic in the middle of those two. Uh, So we wore a solid path at Melbourne IVF um, and saw three different doctors um, and that's over probably three and a half years, I would imagine. Like the kids, we ended up with two kids out of that, which is fantastic. Um, but the emotional stress that it caused us mm. is pretty full on. So, yeah. Well, three and a half years of your life is a long time to have something that's so intense to be dealing with over that time as well, isn't it? Well, that's that's the kids' age difference. So mm. our first one took two years to get. So it was, so it was like five, five and a half, and a half years. years, really. So, mm. and you know, you don't have to reveal too much. But was there known challenges, or was it was it just that they didn't know why you could fall, couldn't fall pregnant? Uh, there wasn't any solid reasoning. We did a lot of. Uh, genetic testing on myself and on my wife. Um, she had some endometriosis, mm-hmm. which she had operated on before our first showed up. But there was no, we'd get a lot of eggs, we had a lot of fertilisation, um, but it seemed to be after the, trans- the transfer that that's where they wouldn't stick. Mm. Mm. Yeah, right. So that we- was, yeah, that was the same for us. We, ha- I think we had like... I, I actually lost count of how many rounds we did, but I think we pulled up stumps at about 15, 12, yeah, 15 gosh, rounds, something it's like that. Stressful. Uh, and yeah, that was the same thing. They just wouldn't stick. Mm. Um, and uh, we had, we did have one that stuck, and that, that little man lasted for about two months, I think, and then he just didn't stick no more. Uh, but um, yeah, the, Exactly the same as you. The, the, the. Just watching what she has to go through oh. while all that's happening is the hardest. And because of the because of the egg collections and all that sort of stuff, the hormones are up and down and up and down and up and down. And it's so hard to watch what's going on. Let alone, you know, the way that the way that she's hurting inside her head, but also the way that you've got to give her the injections and do all that sort of stuff. There's mm. actual physical stuff mm. as well is mm. really hard. Not to mention chasing around the countryside looking for progesterone or yeah. whatever it was. We yeah, used to have right. to do that, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got we've got one more little man on ice and I'm, I just don't know whether he's ever actually going to see the light of day. Let's see what happens there. Yeah. yeah, it's so emotional just hearing yeah. you just say that. Like the numbers just put a shiver down and my spine. And I guess spine. also when we were speaking to Miranda in that episode, it was her experience of that. And as a as a woman going through that and having <laughs> such that you know experiencing that hormonal roller coaster, we're not probably thinking about how Mm-mm. that is affecting mm. you. Where it's, it becomes very much about the woman mm. um, for for the most part. Oh, and it is all about the woman. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to try and sound like a hero. Or no, it's not like that. that. It's not that at all. I just don't think that there's no. enough support someone's, for the. For someone's got to look after her. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. then who's looking after yeah. you? <laughs> That's the thing. So you know, was there anything that you identified that actually you needed to do, or that she needed that that really was? Um, I don't know significantly important in that, in that journey, besides you being her rock? She just, uh, I think she, what probably would have helped her along mentally a bit better would have been more 
discussion with the specialist doctor. Um, she was she was really busy lady. She's like one of the most famous ones in mm-hmm, Melbourne, mm-hmm. and um, and she, you'd go in to see her, and and she'd be like, right. That didn't work. We're going to do this and this mm. and this. All right, mm. bye. So and, clinical, uh, isn't it? Yeah, she would just be like, change this drug, do this drug, mm. do that, da da da. And um, and she was always like, I just don't even feel like, yeah, we're getting what we what you know we're get, not getting an explanation of what's going on and all that sort of stuff. Mm. How long ago was this? Like over the last five, ten years. <sighs> I'm losing track. Yeah, right. It's, okay. uh, I, just, I think we, the last the last implant that we had was probably about t- two years ago. Right. Yeah. I think what's interesting too, and I know th- who you're talking about, and and from the perspective of a practitioner, it's very interesting to watch people change as well. Mm. Oh, so their approach. What, yeah, their approach. Mm. So you know, there are certain um, doctors that are renowned for their gun ho approach, mm. and it's very interesting. You know, I've had one. I've had some of them approach me and say, "You make me better. You make my numbers better. So I need you. I don't necessarily <laughs> believe in what you do, but I need you because for some reason this works." Mm. Um, and bringing that in, and the more that they experience that, then they start to realise, "Oh wow, this approach of how I'm approaching my patients actually counts." And I think that's what sets apart, you know, amazing. Well, doctors. this is that my my missus. Um, she uh, needed something a little bit more nurturing while all that was going on. And she went to see uh, a lady for some acupuncture and she had a full epiphany and had dropped her marketing job and became an acupuncture student just based on this. Mm. And the original treatment was for some pregnancy-related mm. stuff, yeah. Mm. So interesting. I think too, like listening to you talk about how many, like the numbers and the path that you wore to IVF into the hospital and the doctors and all that, it takes away the whole idea of making a baby. It's like the complete opposite mm. of oh, what yeah. you want to be yeah. doing when you're making a baby. It's like yeah. it's it's not like a There's numbers game. <laughs> no, absolutely. So they the, the doctors tell you that once the embryo goes back in, fertilized or not, you've got a better chance if you go home and get on it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So okay. so that which is probably exactly the thing actually, you don't feel like doing. At that's that also point changed because it never used to be the case. Yeah, so right. I've been in this industry for fifteen years, and it used to be do not yeah do not get horizontal. Do not disturb. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so. Off you are on the tram going, all right, we're heading home to Well, yeah, and so <laughs> depend, depending on when the phone call comes or when your appointment might have been, you might have been at work and <laughs> the good lady wife rings going, okay, you've got to be in and... You've, you've got 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I can rumba, all right, off yeah. you go. And you get in there and, you know, it's all on all of a sudden. Mm. Um, but, but, yeah, sort of it basically turns <laughs> any... It takes any, the romance any, out. Any romance out of it, yeah. it's, it becomes a chore. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It really does. And you're counting down the days on the calendar and it's, all right, all right come on, at Ugh. 11.30, we're on. Yeah, yeah, and there's, like, there's the apps and there's the thermometers mm. and there's the bloody wow. test this, test that, yeah. rah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when it doesn't work, how do you deal with that? Like... Obviously, you're trying to support her. Like I said, who's supporting you? But did you come up with any type of strategy or something that you knew that you could do to kind of make it a little bit better? Well, we had a, we had a good wine collection. Excellent. That's oh, good. that's that good. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. did help a little. Uh, on, but we tried to we tried to be as, as straight and narrow as we could be while we were doing it. But um, my wife's got three sisters who all have 
multiple kids as well. So, so that made it harder? Uh, kind of made it harder but also gave her someone to talk to though yeah. as well. Mm. So, And none of my friends have ever done it. So we would... Like I'm, I'm not shy, so I'm more than happy to talk about it if I'm on the bike or at the footy or whatever. Sure. And which I think there needs to be more of. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's also that lack of, you know, people. If if you've never, whatever it might be, if you haven't experienced it, you can nod and smile and mm. and encourage, but you don't actually kind of get mm. the the stress that it puts sure. you under. Yeah. Sure. So okay, what's the worst thing someone ever said to you whilst you're going through it that you would never say to anybody? Uh, <laughs> to put you on the spot. <laughs> People say stupid things, but though. But did you share... They don't know what to say. So you were quite open about it, Matt won, but did you share what was going on much? Yeah. Did you feel like you could talk to people yeah, about it? Yeah, I mean, it? I think... I can't remember any specifics, but I think there were there were people like, uh, you guys just need to go at it yeah. more often. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know, that sort of oh, thing. don't worry, yeah. it'll happen. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, it'll happen yeah. is the actual uh, worst thing you can yeah. say because num- numerically it's not going to happen. No. Mm. Don't say that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I can see that. Yeah. I think that... Sometimes saying nothing at all is best if you don't know what to say. But I, all, I, all, I think also acknowledging it that it's that's really crap. Like that's what I say to patients. Mm. I'm so sorry. That sucks. Mm. Like it, that's it. That's all yeah. I can. Say. I have nothing else to say to you right yeah. now. I think it too. Sucks. I don't know. I don't know what you're experiencing. All I can do is be here. I've got no idea how else to help you. Yeah. Um, I think too. Like one of the things from this doing this podcast is that women love to talk about what's going on with them and sharing what what's happening, their experiences. So other women go, oh, okay, I'm not crazy or I'm, I'm not uh, the only person that's experienced this. But for you guys, it's a different culture, which is why I really wanted to get you in here to talk about it because, like, going back to the nuts and bolts of the IVF, so... You know, when you have the donation, mm. so the woman <laughs> you talked about... I was wondering when this was going to come talked, Well, no, no, but you've talked about, like, for, yeah. for women, it's like you've got to do all the hormone injections and the cycles and whatever. Are you talking about you're at work and then you have to just nick down to the, well, the hospital and, and, like, straight away donate? How does it work? So you've got your appointment for, for the egg collection mm. and say it could be 1 o'clock on a Thursday. So <clears throat> you might both be at work... And then at, oh, I'll meet you at the hospital. I'll meet you at the cafe downstairs at 12.30. No worries. You get down there. You fill in all the forms. You kiss your wife goodbye. She goes into an operation, mm. which is stressful enough as it is. You get in the lift. You go downstairs. You wander through. You wave hello to Betty at reception. <laughs> she gives you a little jar. Yeah. And you pray like hell that there's no one else in the line. And... <laughs> So where, where we were, there was there were two rooms next to each other, basically, yep. and they had a little green or a red light on them. Again, so <clears throat> unsexy. And back-to-back rooms. And so oh my they, <laughs> you walk in there and you tick, get your name ticked off, you get yep. given your little jar, yep. and you'd be looking up at the, you know, into room one or into room two, but you would dread turning that corner in case there was someone else there. There's a lot yeah. of, you know, three guys with their arms crossed going to just... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say I knew yeah. this? And oh, then, dear. yeah, so thankfully I, don't, I think it was only one time there was I had to wait. Normally you're straight in. Yeah. And that's so professional. There's no... No. There's no smirks or funny buggers or anything. It's all, oh. it's all very well done, but 
you kind of... Yeah, but then there's that bit at the end of it where you have to hand the yes. warm jar <laughs> to some poor unsuspecting lady. <laughs> she, she knows it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, she could have chosen to become a, a colonoscopy nurse instead. So, well, you know, that's she had a choice, I reckon. She's you know, you, she, she made this choice. I'm saying she's made that <laughs> yeah. choice and, yeah. and really, like, that is the wonderful thing about the medical profession is that they take the <laughs> emotional... Yeah, the, good uh, the, bad. the good with yes, the bad. Totally. But, yeah, like, you, you walk in there completely un, not ready in your own head mm. to mm. do what you need to do. Mm. You go, you get in there and you sit down and you've got a thousand thoughts going around. But then also you've got to remember to place the cup somewhere where you're going to be able to reach it. <laughs> I, this is I, true. I nearly, I you nearly had some issues. Imagine where this. I was where like, is that? Oh, my God, where's the cup? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Well, at least we can have little bits that we can laugh about. Uh, I know. We, we probably should take a quick break. A quick back break. in a minute. We are here talking with Matt and Matt. Hello. <laughs> um, hi. Hello. All about their experience through IVF supporting their partners. And um, we are laughing, but it, there's also a serious aspect to all of this. So I think it's nice to be able to have a little bit of a giggle. I just think it's wonderful to hear it from the, the guy's perspective. Um, did, your, did you feel like your hormones went a bit crazy AWOL when your partners were going crazy with all the extra, you know, stuff that was uh, being injected into them? Well, I, you because you're... Donating at the time, you you need to be super tidy yourself. Oh, of course, right. So I was healthier than I had been in years, and it was making me feel. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, was making, it was making me emotional, and then uh, and then watching her go up and down was pretty hard to deal with, um, especially because every time there's an implant, she's full of hope. Mm. And then when it comes time to do the test or whatever at the end, that comes crashing down again and that's, you know, that's amplified by all of the hormones and stuff that, mm. that's been going on around it. Uh, so it is it is a, a weird time of your life. It, mm. It's quite an unusual time of your life. Did you, um, do you think it affected your relationship? Because I think a lot of people don't make it through the process, do they? I have heard that before, that IVF can be so stressful that it can... Well, look, I, I for one, wouldn't wish it on anyone. It mm. sucks. It's mm. hard. It's hard work. Mm. Um, we were lucky that we got two kids out of it, um, but it was it was years of grind. It really was. Mm. Um, and I think that's important to acknowledge because I think a lot of people think, oh, well, that's fine. We'll just do IVF. Yeah, we'll it's just like, well, IVF. actually, yeah. um, it's, you know, it's not a guarantee. No, at all. Lord, no. And it's not easy. And I remember a girlfriend saying that to me once. She's like, oh, that's fine. If it's not going to happen after three months, I'm just going to do IVF. I'm like, well, you might want to think about that. Mm. Um, you know. But yeah. we also set ourselves up to think that, you know, it's not a lot of women do, that it's not going to work anyway, which is also a challenge. So it's finding that balance, isn't it, really? Like like you said, there's the you have your transfer and then there's, you're full of hope and then two weeks yeah. later it's... it's and, you know, when they, when they do the transfer, they give you a... They give you a picture of what the little the blastus yeah. looks like, um, and you know I used to take that home and put it on my desk mm. and uh, just you know spend the two weeks waiting or whatever it is, uh, and, and it was always sad replacing that yeah, picture with the really next hard. one. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's really. I think, like I said, it's great to have the conversation because I don't think anyone's talking about it. And just like everything around fertility, we focus so much on the female. We yeah. really do. Like. 
from, you know, making sure that the environment's great and getting all that right. And, and you know, there's so much pressure on the female that the male's getting left behind. Well, I think we kind of touched on it at the start that I think the the girls do physically and mentally probably go through. They've got it 10 times harder. Yeah, they go, they, yeah. They, they do it a lot harder. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it is a, it's probably, it's right to focus on yeah. that side of it. Mm. Um, Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, it is, it's tough on the relationship. It's tough on the guys, but the girls have got it 10 times harder than anybody possibly could. So, you know, like I said, we can't claim that we're bloody heroes or anything <laughs> like that, no, but, but it is, it is a pretty uncool process. Mm. Mm. But it, it's interesting, isn't it? Cause it's about partnership, you know, yeah. like even if you were in a, if you're in a same sex couple and you're going through it, then it's the same kind of thing. It's about having someone that you can be there with to support mm. the other person because... Well, I do say that to patients always too because it does become a very stressful and a, very, a, a time where you're very fixated on an outcome. Mm. And I often do say to the patient, okay, well, hang on, say this, the, the outcome you don't get the outcome you want. You still need to have your marriage or your partnership intact. So mm. let's try and, you know, how do we how do we support that aspect of it as well? Because, you know, it's no use getting to the end and getting what you set out to achieve, but your marriage falls apart. And I see that happen mm. often with, because it is just so full on. Mm. And is, quite often you don't, you know, once it hasn't worked for a bunch of times in a row, you run out of things to say. Mm. Yeah. You don't know how how else can I explain that I'm sorry and that I'm hurting and mm. it's, the, it's the same conversation. Mm. Yeah. So, it's just rehashing the same thing over yeah. and over again. So it's, it, it, makes it, it makes it tricky in, in, that, in that aspect. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Just one more thing. Mm. How did you go, like, it's a real cultural thing these days. Like, I only know of one couple that have had children via IVF who kept it very quiet, like didn't tell anybody. And even I think someone said to them, oh, did you have, and they were like, no, 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 like it was very like mm. denied. But I think it's so good that it's spoken about because it is such a difficult process. Mm. But how did you find like with work and stuff? With it, did, you, did you find that it was supportive? Because obviously it's so invasive. If you have to get on a tram and be on the other side of town to do deposit. what you need to do. To, <laughs> to deliver a deposit. <laughs> to yes. deliver. Um, I, I was fine. Um, I don't sort of have any airs or graces about that sort of stuff. Mm. So mm. I'll, I'll just tell people. Yeah, right. I'm off, I'm off, to, I'm off this, to the doctor. This is what we're yeah. doing. Mm. Yeah. And... I might be in a great mood when I get back. I might not come back at all. Yeah, so. right. I think, I think now it's probably easier than what it was ten years ago. Yeah, you know, I know lots of patients that just used to hide it, and that would become more stressful because they're hiding appointments, trying to fit it in. But before, why did they during, hide it? I think that ten years ago, it was there was a bit of in their minds there was sh- there was shame around it. I really do. Really? Whereas I think now we're at a point where it's it's when it's like anything really. Once you mm. that it sort of comes, mm. it becomes more common and something that's needed. But yeah. I definitely saw that. At, mm. Yeah, that they would hide and hide it and feel some type of shame or inadequacy around that. And well, the, I, the government at the time didn't help with no by putting police checks in as um, well. Like, oh, what was yeah. that? Oh, the first, the, our, our first child, we didn't. We just rolled up and mm-hmm. filled in all the forms and stuff. The second one, we needed to be at a full police check, everything for it before we could. Police go check, ahead. you'd yeah. have to. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I don't what, know why. What were they, they looking for? No idea, but I don't know. Because why. Um, I think to make sure that you're not a sex offender Correct. and you're not creating mm. a baby farm. Which we're going to do with an episode offenders. on this. Yes. Right. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah, that's what we found out post form. 
Mm. which just sends your mind into a completely Doesn't different it? area as to who on earth, but that's obviously for another discussion. So. We have an expert coming in to talk about we that. We do. Yeah. Let's end this with something funny. What was the funniest thing that you think you could take out away from your experience? Uh, so it was probably the, um, the the one time that I I I, I think I missed the cup. <laughs> Good. In the It was something about Mary. I was like I was like I was like scraping How it. Much do they need? How like, much do they because need? Because apparently the for want of a better term, apparently the first shot is the best shot out mm-hmm. of all that. And oh. uh, and I was like Which oh my God, the first I shot? Gotta, I gotta get it. Like <laughs> Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good times. Uh, I've 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 got two little things. One was going up to get the 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 DNA test, I guess it mm. is, just to check that everything's working. And the guys at the clinic said, oh, just sort it out at home and drive it up to us because you're fairly close to the clinic. And he said, but you've got to keep it at body temperature. And I'm like, how <laughs> oh, the hell are you going to do armpit. So I'm, I was driving up Johnson Street in Collingwood with it between my legs just going, please don't crash, please don't yeah. crash. Please. <laughs> I, I had the same thing actually, yeah. It's ridiculous. Please don't crash. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Don't get pulled over no. by the police. What do yeah. you got there, son? Oh, yeah. you don't want to know. And, and the, the other thing is the, the room of porn that you go into. Yeah. Yes. Which is basically wall-to-wall videos and magazines and... Wow. Wow. Of, all, of all flavours, shapes and sizes. Yeah. Oh, dear. The, I remember the first one that I went into, uh, there was a DVD already loaded in the machine yes. and I, I pressed play on it and it was ten times nastier than I thought it was going to be <laughs> in a hospital. I was like, wow, really? Yeah. You're like, I'm coming back tomorrow. No, I was <laughs> like, mm. it's, it's a social experiment on your fellow man. As it to, is. Oh, he's hit a real high point in this video and I have to stop it. Okay, i got to see oh, where that's he hilarious. got to. Oh, right, is- right. Yes. Oh wow, that yes. is a, that is really interesting, isn't yeah. it? That you get this like sneak peek into people's I just want to know. I want to know who's buying the DVDs for the yeah, hospitals. Who's like, are they it? are they sending the head nurse out to do that? Matron, <laughs> the matron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you know, nine o'clock Monday morning, you come in, you almost have your eyes out when you turn the TV <laughs> on. It's like, Wee. Oh my gosh, hilarious! Oh my goodness! Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Um, I just think you know, the more that we can talk about things, the the more normalised they become and I think especially this is one for um, the the ladies who listen to the Wellness mm. Collective can play to their uh, beloved uh, yes. men in their life yes. and I think, you know, we can only learn. It's amazing. Absolutely. From each other. Mm-hmm. It's good. Thank you, guys. No worries. Cheers. So let's face it, really, the honesty scale in this episode is a beauty, (laughs) but it it is a serious topic and this idea of supporting our men through the tough and emotional times is something we're going to revisit in the Wellness Collective in the coming episodes. It's not just partners, but also brothers or friends or whoever. So all our man folk, you know, I think we need to really have a look at how we support them because sometimes they sort of get left behind over there, don't they? Hey, look, if someone you know is going through IVF, um, especially the men, that's what this episode's all about, and you think that they need some extra support, there are Facebook groups, including one called Men's IVF Support. I had a quick search and, look, I think if you just do a quick Google search, there's actually quite a bit of support out there of men supporting other men through it and I just think it's fantastic. And also just encouraging your partner to talk to other people about it because Mm. chances are... You're not alone. Someone else has gone through it or they know someone who has. has. And I think just talking about this is actually makes it 
better. You know what? I actually told a friend of mine that we were going to do this and he went, oh, yeah, my wife and I did IVF. Yeah. I said, really? And he goes, See? yeah. And my main memory of it is her just throwing a massive bottle of vitamins across the room at my head <laughs> one night. This is all you have to do. <laughs> yep. I thought, yep, no, this this, uh, this is reality. Res- it resonates with lots of people. Good. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us for today's. It was kind of a giggle, wasn't it? It was a giggle, but uh, we had fun. That's right. Until next people time. in the studio is interesting. But anyway, yes, until next time. <laughs> <laughs> we hope this episode's left you feeling happier, healthier and better.